K-I-N-Y, where you don't miss a thing. Time once again for Capital Chat, and I have Brian Weed right across from me, Netflix star and founder and basically contributor to Juno's Hidden History, which is a huge page around here in Juno, all over Alaska, and I would say all over the world at this point, man. You just keep getting more and more followers. It looks like every day I get on there. Well, it keeps growing, and uh, we're letting it stay public, so you don't even have to be a member to view it, so... I mean, we're getting thousands and thousands of views every day. It's insane. And I I love all the pictures you post. I love the videos you post. Oh, and we didn't mention we have another person in the studio today. You want to give that a shout out? Yeah, we have a dog named Cat here today. (laughs) A dog named Cat or Cat who is a dog? Well, her official name is a dog named Cat, just to not confuse people. (laughs) Reminds me of that old Nicktoon, uh, Cat Dog. Yep. (laughs) Well, Brian, let's just brush on this real quick, because obviously the Netflix show you were on reaching top three all over the world. It was huge around the world. Congratulations on its success. Thank you. I never expected it to go anything like that. (laughs) And I like that you're sharing a part of Juno's history, man, and you're basically sticking with Juno's hidden history, but you got to emulate it through a show, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, kind of broadening out all over Alaska. I try to put in two or three big trips over Alaska where I study a certain area or a, a certain thing I want to find, and then I fly up there and, and go check it out. And obviously you do a lot of stuff here in Southeast as well, and you can get everything from Juno's Hidden History. I seriously look it up on Facebook and social media. You will learn so much about this area. And I imagine you're constantly learning stuff about this area too, doing what you do. Oh, yeah. Um, recently I just came back from a trip to Wrangell where they have the what they call the Boy Scout Ledge where there's garnets. And some of these garnets are uh, bigger than a quarter. I mean, they're good size. Oh, wow. Yeah, huge, huge gemstones. And I always thought you had to be a Boy Scout to dig in the area. And uh, I was like, man, there's got to be some garnets off the Boy Scout property. And sure enough, I did some research and hiked up the side of the mountain, which wasn't easy, uh, but was able to get off the Boy Scout property and, and dig some garnets legally near Wrangell and come back with with a nice little collection, which was fun. Yeah, that is. Okay, okay. What else have you been up to lately? Describe to me some other adventures outside of Netflix. Um, I've been working with Mark Cameron. Uh, he's the author, the current author of the Tom Clancy Estate. Ooh. Uh, that writes the like the Jack Ryan novels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been several movies and TV shows Yeah, TV show on. on Amazon. It's really cool. Um, he writes a local Alaska series uh, called Arliss Cutter, and it's of a federal marshal that works here in Alaska. And he is basically fighting crime and solving mysteries here in Alaska. And one of his books takes place in Juneau, and that's called Bone Rattle. And uh, Kat and I worked with him for a couple of weeks, showing him around Juneau and going into mine tunnels and crawling around in the dirt and help give him ideas for his book. And his new one just came out called Cold Snap, which continues the series. Uh, And that's all in Alaska, right? Uh, All in Alaska, um, takes place in up. all kinds of little villages. Some of them you've probably never heard of, but Bone Rattle was almost exclu- exclusively done here in Juneau. And uh, Cat is the hero in the end, which was kind of cool. And uh, we were recently at Hearthside Books uh, signing copies with Mark Cameron. And uh, I had to teach Cat how to stamp an ink pad and then put her foot on the page for people. <laughs> how'd it go? How'd, how'd Cat do for her debut? Oh, she did really well. Uh, we were able to hold her pop, so we were able to clean it in between stamps so she didn't get the carpet and the floor all <laughs> like little black footprints. <laughs> it's cool to see what has come from Juno's hidden history because I guess kind of give me a background when you started this thing or what was your goal when you first got this going and now it's blown up to a worldwide phenomenon basically. 
originally it was just so I wasn't hiking by myself. I wanted to go to these remote places and here in Alaska, it's not a good idea to hike by yourself. And you know, as you hit 30, 40 years old, it's hard to find hiking buddies that are physically fit. And so the group was created to kind of help find people to hike with. And it kind of turned into a volunteer program for me, basically. Uh, I try to find different hikes, different events. Uh, we have a mushroom hike coming up here. Yeah, on I was going to dive into that because that sounds interesting. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Greg, he is going to be leading said mushroom hike, and we're going to be looking for winter chanterelles. And uh, that's going to be just right near the university on University Drive. There's a little parking lot. Um, it's called the Lake Creek Trailhead. The snowmobilers head up this trail in the wintertime. And we're going to meet there at 9 o'clock, and we're going to go out and pick mushrooms and then come back and cook up some winter chanterelles in the parking lot, and people can try some of the local cuisine. Ooh, that sounds really... What do you cook those chanterelles with? I assume lots of butter and garlic. <laughs> That's what I was assuming, too, but... <laughs> okay, so you got that going on, too. Now, I guess, what are some ones out there? What are some big goals you have for this? There has to be some bigger ones where you're like, okay, this is a trip I've always wanted to take. I just don't have the resources to do it right now, or I need to do a little more research on it. I guess, what are some of, like, big trips you want to do, your dream trips? Um, I had one I tried to fulfill this summer, but... I kept getting clouded in. Um, just just <laughs> north of Haines is a stone house that the Russians took shelter in when they were surveying Alaska. Hmm. And uh, the Canadian government did a survey on it, and they found some Russian artifacts in this stone house. Um, but the latitude and longitude in the report is, like, dead wrong. And so I'd like to get up into Rainy Pass and hike all over that hillside and see if I can find this stone house kind of looks like a pyramid and there's like this mini stonehenge thing going on around it where they stood up stones hmm. and uh how did you discover this how did you find out about this i came across a two-page report that probably shouldn't have been on the internet but i ended up <laughs> finding it and things on the internet are real well yeah and <laughs> i want to see it for myself and that's how a lot of these things come to be i'm not maybe the first person discovering it but i am the first person taking a picture of it with a modern camera in color. Uh, a lot of these reports I follow are from the 60s and 70s. And so the photos are all old, they're blurry, they're, you know, there's not good information on them. And I like to go back to these locations, take pictures of them, and then document what they look like today. Well, and that's a good way of just keeping history on it, too. I mean, at some point, somebody was going to have to do that, or else it will just get lost in, you know, the annals of time, essentially. So. Yeah, that's good you're doing that. Well, and and recently, uh, this summer, uh, while wandering around, I, I went to an old village site and that I had been researching that had been almost completely wiped out by smallpox back in the day and found a still-standing totem pole at the site. Really? Yeah. And, and it was barely standing, you know, yellow cedar tree that had been carved and it leaning against a spruce tree, like, barely standing up. And those are the things like, I mean, I was screaming in the woods. I was so excited. Like, you know, I can't believe I found this, you know. Uh, very little documentation of yeah, the village say, itself. What, yeah, what do you know yeah. about it? Um, basically, the village was wiped out between 1750 and 1800. So that totem pole is somewhere around that old. Wow. 
And there's so much history around here like that I feel like hasn't been unearthed in a long time. Like, yeah, maybe people knew about it in like the 50s, 60s, but it's kind of gone unseen until now where groups like you are going out and, of course, shows like they're doing on Netflix going out and kind of discovering this stuff or rediscovering it. Right. Just kind of with a new spin on it. More te- And you got a lot more technology you can deal with now, too, that they didn't have back then. Well, and just having something like LiDAR or a flying drone where you can take pictures over the top. Um, submersibles where you can explore shipwrecks easier where you used to be scuba certified to go explore a shipwreck and now you can buy a three thousand dollar toy and sit in a boat drink a beer and (laughs) and drop these basically toy rvs down to uh, you know a hundred plus meters that's over 300 feet it's crazy to think about where the technology is going with this so we got juno's hidden history if people want to follow it where can they go uh, currently, we're just on Facebook. Uh, when the show came out, my Instagram and YouTube and our page, Alaska's Hidden History, were all hacked by somebody in Nigeria, oh, which was fun. great. So if you follow my Instagram and you're getting, you know, buy this car or some other, you know, <laughs> there's Diamond, not a, there's Diamonds not, International There's not a Nigerian prince that's going to make you rich. No. So currently, <laughs> we're just on Facebook under Juno's Hidden History. Okay. And um, one thing I love about this is it's a very um, all-inclusive group where you want people to be involved. You want people to come on these hikes with you. You want people to experience these adventures throughout Alaska. Uh, Yes. And we have different difficulties of hikes. Like I try to describe if it's easy, should you bring kids? Should you bring pets? Um, If it's hard, are we going to use ropes or pack rafts? Um, We do... Uh, group trips like we try to cross Admiralty Island once a year where we get dropped off in Mole Harbor by float plane and then over the course of five or six days we pack raft across the island and end at Angoon and then take the ferry home or we do the Taku trip where we fly up in a float plane get dropped off on the river right at the Canadian border and then pack raft back to town stopping at all the cool places along the way yeah so if you want to experience Alaska like no other Follow Juno's Hidden History. Get involved with some of these hikes. And Brian, thank you so much for coming in and, of course, bringing in your special guest today, too, and coming in and talking with me. I know you're a busy guy, so I'll let you get back to it. Thanks for having me. Juno's Hidden History. Seriously, do yourself a flavor and look it up. It is. You can always download past episodes of Capital Chat over at KINYradio.com.